0: I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible and it starts with you. Get out your field notes and let's tap into peaceful achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 minutes to having it all. All right, this episode with Lisa Even is amazing. She has the have good ripple effect. And we talk about her being a joy connoisseur and how Lisa teaches people how to do that. Lisa makes it her mission to connect with over a million people and have a really good ripple effect. So she's a natural connector and she's got some really great principles in this episode. The thing that I love about Lisa is how compartmentalized she is. Now, I really relate to that because I'm kind of that thought process type person. And it's really easy for me to relate to somebody who like really chunks things down, puts them in separate compartments and is easily speaking to them. So that's where you can really have the biggest effect. So thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, it is through the efforts of many that we bring this out. I'm just very proud We've been five years at podcasting. We're rated the top 10% globally with our podcast. And I just really want to thank all of our listeners for being so avid, for downloading, subscribing, sharing. You know, that just allows our brand to make a huge impact in other people's worlds. As you know, I am out to help people have it all. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner myself, have been in this space since 2005 through three different companies, now stand tall in my own personal brand. I'm just super wildly empowered by the people that we get to work with and the impact we make with the message that we have. And so just want to give you a big thank you today as you're listening to this episode. So enjoy Lisa, enjoy the ripple effect. And I know that it's going to leave a smile. So have fun. Okay, so this week's episode, I'm like super pumped. We have Lisa. Even she has the concept to have a good ripple effect, so we're going to talk about that. I mean, Lisa, you're a coach and a speaker and a facilitator. I love what you're doing on a mission to create a mission to meet a million people. I think right there is a great start to uh, to this podcast episode. So welcome, and let's just jump in. Yeah, thanks. You excited to be here. So what is a mission to meet a million? Like, what is that concept and why are you doing it?
1: I started my business right before COVID. And so, and we had just moved to a new town. So I'm like, unknown commodity in a new city, that's not good. <laughs> and then the books that I was reading, she recommended creating a mission that people can self-select to sign up for. So I got thinking, well, what do I really love meeting people? And that's gonna help get my name out there. I just want to be on a mission to meet a million. And I always say that people fold a paintbrush and they have like their color, right? And when I get to meet them, they just like brush up against me and leave a mark. And so being on a mission to a million is great. I will tell you about a year ago, I had a woman out of Fuller, Wisconsin. She got on the screen and she goes, have you done the math? And I had been waiting like a whole year for someone to ask me that question. And I was like 2,000 years. And she goes, oh, thank God. Like, I was just worried that you had it. Like, you didn't know that your goal was not reachable. And I said, no, it's really journey, not the destination. So it's been a great ride.
0: Okay, so you're the essence of that. People are listening to this. They're entrepreneurs, right? They're, they're business owners. They need the ripple effect in their lives. Like, what is the ripple effect? I mean, So like, how do you position it? What is that message of, of ripple for you?
1: I use what I use kind of with my kids, where I say, like, everything you say and do is a ripple. And it's happier, crappier choice. And you can either kind of stay where you are or you can say, I just want to make it better, whether it's your personal ripple effect and the people around you. But it's really creating a little bit of momentum to affect those people. And it's interesting. I'm starting to noodle on a book, and that's the question I get asked. And so becoming like creating some buckets of spaces that you can create the ripple effect that's on my like next set of of goals. Okay. How do you get
0: people to choose it? I mean, like say somebody's got stinking thinking and their mindset is just not in the best place, but they know that they have the potential and they know the power that it brings. Like what advice, Lisa, do you have for that person?
1: Yeah. You know, I usually start by asking them, are they having enough joy? Because that's really where a lot of it starts, right? Like, We're always going to have things we don't want to do or we don't enjoy. And my husband and I actually grabbed it right as I was like walking to my office. About eight years ago, we were burnt out, overworked. Things were just not where they should be. And we were sitting there like, why is this so hard? And we looked at each other and we said, well, what if joy is our job? We just create the joy either inside of what sucks, right? Something that's crappy, we turn crappy to happy. Or maybe we can like position it around it to really say that we're on kind of this path to create our own. And usually if you start asking someone about their joy, if they don't have enough, that's where I say that's where you start. This is actually my daughter's joy calendar. So we do it each month. She wants to make donut balls and she wants to play a McDonald's play place and she wants to have a game night. So I look at it more probably at the micro level of just saying, just start. And, but I mean, it's yeah.
0: simple. Like, okay, so it's granular. And when yeah. it's that granular, it's that simple. I mean, and we can do it, right? So you're breaking down the resistance or the barrier of yeah. entry to be able to make it a reality. So how you how do you condition your child to come with their joy meter and say, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm curious.
1: Yeah, so we... Um, uh, the easiest example that I give is we have kind of this crappy to happy mentality. So for things like matching socks, doing dishes, doing laundry, you know, just cleaning up their rooms, all the stuff that you just kind of have to do. I ask them, "What's one thing you could do to make this better?" And oftentimes it's like, "Well, can we play a song while I do it?" And it's the same in the workplace, right? Like there's reports that you have to do at the end of the month. You've got something that's unglamorous, right? Your team's literally like, "You asked me to what?" And it's like, yep, I did. And we have an opportunity to make it just like a tiny bit less crappy. <laughs>
0: So you're choosing. I mean, again, it's choice. When we're fully empowered with a choice, we're owning it, right? The buy-in is there, everything is there. And so those silver linings, okay, so give us some examples. I mean, because I think that was pretty poignant when you and I kind of started to get to know each other. Yeah, you guys started to adopt this whole like house chore concept. Um, Like where did it stem from though? Truly, Lisa, like what was the catalyst for this?
1: Well, I laugh because my husband loves him to match socks and fold the towels just so and fold the dishwasher just so. And it was funny because I'm like, I don't do those things. Like I really, I grew up one way, you know, we didn't have a ton of different colored socks. So why would you match them? And it really came out of these small things that almost drove me nuts to where I said, okay, fine, but if I have to do it, I really want to do it in a way that feels better for me. And so that's really where it came from, is starting to look at what can we kind of shift around or make a little bit different. Um, now it's in things like how we vacation. Do we have enough joy on the calendar each month? We're looking to see, yeah, we work a whole heck of a lot. How are we making that work time more fun for our teams uh, and the people that we support? So it kind of is starting to infiltrate almost like water. Water seeps into everything. And it's almost a little ripple effect in itself. But it started with socks and a dishwasher.
0: (laughs) Hey, there's, (laughs) you know what, talk about practicality. Okay, so like, do you have a definition of joy, Lisa, that you go to? And then like, do you have joy actions like defined? And so when we don't have joy, we just go to the list and say, pluck that one out, we're going to do that. I mean, like, how do we how do we define that for ourselves if we're lacking joy?
1: Yes, you know, this one's a great debate, because I hear people say, well, what's the difference between happy and joy? And you know, just even the nuances in the definition. I often say, if it's something that you wish you could keep doing, right? Let's say I sit down and I'm doing a puzzle, and I really enjoy it, and I am like, oh, I've got to go take my kids to soccer, or I've got to head into this other thing. If for that moment you're like, gosh, I wish I could do that longer, that's your cue. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, uh, I just am really enjoying this cup of coffee. I could have another one. It's almost like you feel yourself wishing for more. I'm like, that's the cue. That's where you like dive to.
0: So I relate to that because like my nugget of joy, like in the winter months, of course, we're in the Midwest And so people are listening to this globally, but you know, the Midwest, there's not a whole lot to do. I find myself, my joy meter is high for reading. Like I give myself permission to read in the winter time. So when I'm working really ferociously hard during the day, it's my treat. So like I will factor in like one hour of reading time and literally that is like the biggest delicacy and a treat that gives me something to look forward to because then I'm like, I want to finish up my workday. Like, I want to button it all up so I can go have that one hour of reading. What's quiet, that my husband's not home yet and I can make that my reality. And it just kind of repositions your mindset. Like, yeah, you're just happier when you get those things to happen. So why is it powerful? Like, I mean, obviously, Lisa, you've spent time. Why is it so powerful when we can create those spaces of joy for ourselves? I
1: laugh. I think of it like a bank account, honestly. And if you're not putting cash in, right, if you're not putting joy in the bank, when something really hard happens, you ha- you're already at the bottom, right? You're-, you're already at zero and going negative can cause a lot more trouble, right? Of just, I was already burnt out. I was already this, I was already that. And now this was like the straw, you know, that broke the camel's back. And so I often tell people, you have to put it in the bank. And then they'll say things like, well, I'm too busy. And I usually give people the 30-minute or the one-hour challenge. What can you do in 30 minutes? Like there is something, whether it's read 10 pages in a book, or even from a work standpoint, you can probably carve out 15 minutes with your team to have fun. You know what I mean? I, we had a morning huddle in, in, when I was a manager. And literally, that was our morning. To, we always told a joke or something just really quick. And I'm like, that's 15 minutes that you can put in the bank. And then later when something happens, somebody's you know cranky or even in your personal life, you know the water heater or the heater doesn't work, you have something to lean on that's gonna probably like give you a little bit of like, okay, I'm not gonna panic or freak out. And so that's my biggest thing is think of it like a bank account. You gotta put money in to be able to take it out.
0: I mean, I love that you've coined yourself the joy connoisseur. I <laughs> mean, it's just like, right? If you're gonna do it and you're gonna build a brand and you're gonna bring this essence powerfully positive. I think that's that's so important. Okay, so how do you work with organizations? Do you work with independents, business owners, organizations? Like, give us some insight into like who you serve and like what does that look like?
1: Yeah, you know, it's been a mix. So I do a lot of one-on-one coaching where a leader says things like, I would just want to make a bigger splash. I want to make more impact. I want my team. The, I met with a woman the other day and she said, I just want people to line up at my door and want to work for me. Like they know this this spot and this place to be is just something worth having. And it's those kind of people who are saying, I'm invested, I'm ready. Like, what can we do? I often uh, will get into an organization and do what I call a wave workshop. So anywhere from like one to four hours where they'll pick a topic and then we'll dive in to, uh things like feedback and communication. That's a big one. People struggle with, well, I told them what to do. Why didn't they do it? And then the the third thing is really centered around uh, speaking. So I do a lot of corporate retreats on joy, have the ripple effect, kind of that inspiration, right? We almost need to be inspired before we take action. And then those wave workshops and those coaching are really the, the place that we put it all together. Okay, I
0: love it. So I had a conversation with a podcast guest. Anybody listening to this episode, Damon and I discussed probably two weeks ago when the episode launched. you know, they found that Um, people at the top, right? There's an exclusive mastermind that people had to pay to play in, right? Really high level stuff. And one of the things that came from that problem that they needed to solve at the highest level was loneliness. Yes. So how do you apply that reality of like complete stat and, you know, fact to how does that, like, how can you change that and remove the loneliness through like joy and, the positive ripple effect, Lisa?
1: You know, I was in a leadership position and what I always found was finding common ground. But when you think about going down to your team, I think that's where you have to get real, right? Like, what do you do for joy? That's the easiest thing. How was your weekend? Really diving into what do we have in common? I once had a leader, it was like my favorite thing that she said. She's like, I don't like my team. And I looked at her point blank and I said, you haven't spent enough time with them. There is something amazing in there. You have to be on the lookout. And that's my biggest advice for senior leaders. If you can find something that you can celebrate, I go back to that cup of coffee. You know, you probably like the same things. And creating connection has to do with understanding. I always say like head, heart, and have-beens. So where have they been? What baggage are they carrying? What experiences do they hold? Their heart is like, where are they dreaming to, right? And then the the head is like, I spilled coffee in my lap on the way to work. This is what's in my like here and now. And I think that if leaders really take a moment to say, I'm going to go deep, a little bit deeper than normal, it cures a lot of that loneliness.
0: Well, and I love how you compartmentalize. I mean, I highly relate to that. I'm a very compartmental thinker, Lisa. And I think your ability to clearly communicate and compartmentalize this concept is just brilliant because Mm -hmm. I think so many think, you know, we we put the word joy out there, right? Well, what is joy? But the fact that you're able to like bring it down in such a relatable way is very powerful. You also say that connection is good to the soul. So like, let's, let's have that conversation a minute, you know, like, so marching to a million, how is this? Like, what have you witnessed as far as communication being good for your soul?
1: You know, I am always on the lookout for, I always say, how can I help you? How can I make a ripple in your world? And so I think that giving back for me, if, even if it's just a connection or a, hey, I made your day better, man, you walk away feeling like I, I did something in the world. I think the other thing that I see is that all of a sudden, I can celebrate and I can help like almost make paths cross where I can say, hey, you're on the hunt for this. So is this person you should meet. And then when they hit a milestone, for me, if I can celebrate alongside someone, it's a heck of a lot better. So it's almost like I get to link arms with them and be like, yeah, you did it. And then it inspires me to do more too. So yeah, it's good for the
0: soul. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and and I absolutely love that. Okay, so as a speaker, what is the message that so resonates for you? Um, like when you're getting in front of a group of people, like what is the greatest takeaway, Lisa, that you love to leave your mark with?
1: Yeah, I was just saying, today's the day for you to make whatever size flash you want to make. And I want it to be a, a choice and intentional. And I want you to do, that with like as much grace and fun as you possibly can and i think sometimes people think oh i should wait for this or if this and that i'm like no today's the day like where do we start Small yeah. step.
0: okay were you always this positive as a person or did you have to condition yourself no seriously that's a reality uh, no. like do you think and that's a question i get asked a lot do you think we can strengthen our positive optimistic muscle yeah. lisa or do you think it is something that it, it can be trained or like give us your insight there
1: I would say two things. I laugh. One one of my favorite things was one woman asked me, are you always this way or have you had a shitload of coffee? And I was dying laughing and I was like, yes. And (laughs) and then we both laughed, yeah. Um, So I think I, I didn't like kind of promise this package. But I also think about, you know, we had a house fire a couple of years ago due to lightning. We lost most of our stuff. You know, I've lost family members or there's been all these things that one would say, oh, she's really happy. She must have it going on. And I'm like, no, it's a choice. Like, it's a choice every single time that something comes in my way to say, I have options, happy or crappy. Like, which do I choose? And I think that's the biggest thing that people forget they have permission to say that to themselves. And in the moment, it's so hard. But I really truly believe, yeah, it's a choice. And you're going to encounter some really hard things and having that joy in the bank, that's going to make it easier to be optimistic and to say, that's okay, I'll be lucky. Once we were for about a year, we were like buying new things, right? I was like, do we have measuring cups? No, we don't have measuring cups. But literally, then I got to celebrate when it did come. So it's almost like those really low points kind of help you celebrate the the higher points later. It's your choice.
0: No kidding. I mean, and Robin Roberts coins the phrase, make your mess your message, you know? So like, and and choosing it, I think, more than anything. So choosing your message is what I'm yeah. hearing you say, Lisa. It's like one more um, added step is, you know, um, take that negative that negative and turn it into a positive. Yeah. And yes, you're right. The situations are going to rise. I don't think anybody leads a pol- Pollyanna lifestyle where they're that? untouched. And if they are, I want you to call me right now because right. I want to <laughs> have that conversation. Um, You know, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be, you know, um disappointments. Give us some advice if somebody is listening to this and they're just not feeling it, Lisa, like in your most heart-centered way, how would you speak to that person right now to to change their thinking?
1: Yeah, I would say set a timer or set a clock. Like there are, you need to sit in it for a little while, right? Like if something bad happens to you, you can't skip over the like, oh, I'm I'm fine, I'm fine. But I always give myself a period of time to say, okay, if I need to pout or I need to be frustrated or I need to be angry, I'm going to do it for this long. I'm going to give myself, make it up a week to really just sit and feel it. And then at that whatever mark, I'm going to say to myself, what are my options? Right. And then I just say, what's one more thing that I can do. And one more thing, it's just truly like that ripple effect. It's like you do one thing and it's going to lead to another and another and another. And just start small. That's where I say, like, it's your choice. And you just, got to figure out like the one tiny movement that can start moving
0: water. Yeah. And it is, it's those small steps. I mean, it's, that's get you to the next, the next big thing. And I think people are always, and especially in today's world, I think we feel like we have to make great impact. Like we have to go big or like, don't do it at all. But I mean, listen to you speak the truth about, you know, making it a mission to meet a million people. So let's leave on that concept. So It was pointed out and you knew this already. It's going to be impossible. It's over 2000 years in order to make that your reality. And yet that's a goal. How do you manage like the thought process of actually maybe not ever truly accomplishing that massive goal? Give us where your head is on that.
1: I, you know, I literally think of it, I'm going to have a million stories to tell or, you know, 500,000 stories to tell or thousand stories to tell. From it. And so it's just taking it and saying, I know that one is going to give me that momentum and continue me down that path. And it's going to be a good ride. Even if I have to laugh and be like, oh, wow, that I've never heard that before. It's just, it truly is a a way to kind of move forward in something that I love. I always say, if you love sports or you love music, like I encourage you to create a mission about that and just start being in the space, in the place that you love.
0: So you're my people, right? I want to extend the opportunity. You know, that's why we've created this podcast to just make a powerful impact and it's in an audible way. So where can people, like they're vibing on this message, they're loving everything you do. Where can we learn more?
1: Absolutely. I'm on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And then my website is even, like my last name, connection.com. And I'd love to chat. If you message me on LinkedIn, I'll message you back. And I would love to to book virtual or in-person coffee.
0: That (laughs) is a very powerful call to action. Lisa, this was such a delight. Thank you so much for sharing your message with us and uh, so much more. Thank you. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.